take a moment and just acknowledge the um, working of the Spirit in having that song um, switched out and um, sung right before. That is literally the first two lines on my sermon page. (laughs) It is a lovely and peaceful and wonderful song. Um, Comes from Tzai tradition, one of my favorites. And yet, there's a hint of the way that the day of the Lord is talked about throughout Scripture in this song. Be strong. Take heart. Are not words that we usually say when everything is going well. And today's passage from Isaiah is filled with a certain knowledge that we wait and plead for God's presence from a place of brokenness and pain. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, comes the lament. And in the imagery of tearing a garment, the writer asks God to bridge the gap and join our human lament over the brokenness of our world. Earlier this week, I watched the movie The Holdovers. It tells the story of a Christmas break in 1970 in a boys' boarding school where there are just a few boys who are held over during the holidays due to their family situations. At first, the boys all seem very entitled and selfish and a bit bratty, and they clash with the stern and incalcitrant professor who is put in charge of caring for them and who wants their break to be full of a long study and exercise regimen. The head of the kitchen, Mary, is also staying over as she mourns her only child, who has just died in Vietnam. Mary and her son are black, and a point is made that he is the only recent Barton graduate to perish in Vietnam. After many of the boys are able to leave with a wealthy classmate to go skiing for the rest of the break, only the professor, the cook, and one boy are left. As they get to know each other at a different level, the exterior veneer is removed. As they begin to share the real stories of their lives, they begin to become genuine family for each other. Their pain disrupts the jollity of the holiday, and it becomes a bridge that brings them into a place of new connection and hope. What I love about this film and about the passage from Isaiah today is the reminder that we are all human. We are complex and full of joys and sorrows. We try to do right, and yet we also fail. We wait for the Lord. We wait for God to join our lament. In Isaiah, it says, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. Now, Bible commentators note that there's another translation of filthy cloth, which might be a little bit more accurate, which is minstrel rag. With apologies to sensitive ears, which I'm sure is why the translators did not include it that way, I include this detail because it makes the point that our humanity is what is at play here. A period rag is not sinful, it is just human. For observant Jews, being around one would make one ritually unclean, but it's not a moral failing. What is needed is not greater effort on the part of humanity to become less human. What we need is a bridge between our humanity and God. I know that because we're complex humans, we may each have hang-ups about turning to God or waiting for God or even confession. 
We may fear that God may be slow to forgive, even as we have heard that God is running to us, waiting to embrace us. Or we may have experienced some pain or loss so deep that we have a hard time forgiving God. This prayer in Isaiah echoes all of that. The writer even goes so far as to blame God for the people's wrongdoing. Did you notice that? (laughs) The writer says, in essence, God, if you hadn't turned away, we would have been able to do the right thing. As the world around us turns jolly, looking towards Christmas, we are invited into quiet, into wonder, into silence, into waiting. But you may have noticed a theme, our waiting does not change our humanity. We are not the ones who build the bridge. In response to the question, is there anything I can do to make myself enlightened? Anthony DeMello is quoted as saying, as little as you can do to make the sun rise in the morning. Then of what use, the questioner continues, are the spiritual exercises you prescribe? And the reply comes back. They are to make sure that you are not asleep when the sun begins to rise. This, I think, is the meaning of Jesus' apocalyptic imagery in Mark, alongside the parable of the fig leaves. We are asked to stay awake, to refuse to be distracted by the noise, and instead pay attention to a leaf budding on a tree. Just as the prophet Elijah discovered that God was not in the wind or the earthquake or the fire, but was heard in a still, small voice, we are invited to look for the quiet signs of God's emerging new life. We're asked to notice the little things that speak of God's ongoing breath, bringing new life. To pause and listen for a baby's cry in the midst of the cacophony of war and destruction. Stay awake. Wait for the Lord whose day is near. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Take heart because what we wait for is our salvation. We may fear the coming of God because of the overtones of judgment that we've heard about or maybe read about in the gospel on Sunday morning. But we cannot forget that what we await is salvation. We love to celebrate a baby, but the second coming is, let's face it, kind of scary, especially on the heels of last week's Christ the King Sunday. It needn't be negatively scary, however. It's about renewing our sense of awe at the awful, all-filled day of God's coming. Restore us, O God of hosts, show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. We are holy and perfect human beings, but God loves us that way. God wouldn't have us any different, and we're invited to rest in God this Advent, to wait for God to bridge the gap of our humanity. Advent helps us remember that we are human and that we can embrace all of being human even the parts we don't understand, especially those. Wonder and confusion are not so far apart. It's just the way we look at them, the angle of our perception. As we prepare for Christmas, we remember Jesus Christ, born many years ago. But we also look forward to the light of the one who is coming, the Christ for whom we wait, the Savior who will make all things new, the potter who will mold us into something new and wonderful, 
the one who laments with us in order to bring lasting joy.